JT did it again. This is On Air with JT. Join JT, visionary and host for a 420-friendly improv and variety talk show featuring pop culture, news, interviews, debates and the home of the famous JT Rants. Here, mental health awareness is at the forefront with JT on a mission to inspire and spread mental health awareness. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and YouTube. You can stay up to date and get in touch by heading to onairwithjt.com. To contact the show directly or for business inquiries, use onairwithjt at gmail.com. On Air with JT, hosted by... JT and Maddie, On Air with JT. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. JT did it again. JT here. If you smoke blunts or joints, you probably don't realize how much time you actually spend rolling. Sure, one joint here or one blunt here might not seem like a lot at face value, but if you added up all that time that you spent rolling, even within a week span, I think you'd be pretty surprised on how much time you wasted when you can actually apply the time doing the things you actually love doing. The solution? More smoking, less rolling. With a canagar that burns longer instead of rolling four joints of back-to-back next time you're with your friends make a canagar and burn just as long if not longer even in the smallest size that holds one to two grams you're gonna still get more out of that gram to a canagar as opposed if you rolled it in a regular blunt or a joint since it burns way longer so you can fully enjoy each gram so how does it work good question the bud is compressed into the mold with the skew are placed in the middle for the airflow. Since the herbs is lightly compressed, it leaves less space for the air pockets in your roll, hence a slower burn, since fire needs air to move quicker. I personally love using my Canagar. I smoke one in the morning and at night. Honestly, I highly recommend it. PurpleRollSupply.com You know what they say, a Canagar a day keeps the doctor away. Get your Canagar today at PurpleRollSupply.com And if you use my promo code, you will receive 20% off. Yes, 20% off. So use promo code JT20 at purplerosesupply.com. That's P-U-R-P-L-E-R-O-S-E-S-U-P-P-L-Y.com. Purplerosesupply.com. Use promo code JT20 for 20% off. JT approved. This is On Air with JT. Join JT, visionary and host for a 420-friendly improv and variety talk show featuring pop culture, news, interviews, debates and the home of the famous JT Rants. Here, mental health awareness is at the forefront with JT on a mission to inspire and spread mental health awareness. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and YouTube. You can stay up to date and get in touch by heading to onairwithjt.com. To contact the show directly or for business inquiries, use onairwithjt at gmail.com. JT did it again. How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening or watching a brand new episode of On Air with JT. And like always, my name is Justin Thomas, but you can call me JT. And whether it's your first time listening or you're a you know, returning listener, viewer, supporter, I really do appreciate all of the love and support. And I know I talk about that, and I know I say that so many fucking times. It's like a broken record, but I just feel the need to say that because just with the recent growth not even I mean yeah 
the recent growth. I mean, just from coming back from the hiatus in October and looking back and reflecting, I know I talked about some of these things on the last episode, but it's still very fucking mind-boggling on how much I've been able to achieve and don't get me wrong, it hasn't been, you know, the most, you know, the easiest task, you know, far from that, you know, in order to have all these things happen and do all these things, it took 18, 20 hour work days, seven days a week, no days off. And of course, I'm not where I want to be ultimately in life, but the progression is fucking ridiculous. And I, I hope I don't want to sound, you know, super egotistical and come off as grandiose, but I'm I'm really proud of myself. And there's so many episodes, especially during this season of season 14, where. I've talked openly about how when it comes to work, especially, I'm extremely hard on myself. And I kind of need to let go of that to a certain degree. You know, not fully because then, you know, I don't want to lose my mojo and I won't. But Again, as I talked about on the last episode, as I'm reflecting and as I have been throughout this season, throughout this year, and even since I came back from the hiatus in October when I started season 13, and now that, you know, probably almost 200 episodes deep since October probably more including the interviews it's uh it's fucking crazy you know the amount of growth with the brand with the podcast is remarkable you know is it the number one podcast in the world no is it the number one podcast in the world in my mind yeah but I'm just getting started. You know, th- this, and I know I've been saying this, but it's true. You know, even though I've been doing this on and off, and I've been in the game since 2010, so 13 years, shit, you know, we're halfway through fucking 2023, almost 14 years. I've, I've been around the block in the game. I, I've seen a lot. and But there's also times where, like I've said so many times on the show, I haven't been consistent. Not, I mean, definitely not during season 13 and season 14. I've been pretty consistent. Yes, of course, there has been times this year where there's been weeks where there's been a significant less amount of content or episodes that I might release. But I've also explained the reasoning behind that. And that's just because there's just so much podcast behind the scenes work that needs to get done. And I'm a one man crew. I'm a one man show. I do everything. So and it's not like I just do a podcast. You know, I do like 15 other things. And there's so many other things in the works, you know. That as I talked about the Mental Health Soul podcast, I did release the initial kind of teaser episode one. But the real official first episode is coming very soon. I'm really excited about that. And of course, the podcast media network, 
which is going to have different types of podcasts, different types of shows, audio, video, um, not just even podcasts, just different types of themed content. And it's not only going to be me in it. it. Like, yes, I'll be producing and it's under my company, but there's going to be other creators that are going to make content under my umbrella of my like media company that you know produces this podcast and mental health soul and it's also going to be affiliated with the social media marketing agency that's relaunching very soon and of course with that is the 24/7 online radio station i have a really cool new website blog coming soon. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I've been working on that really since like 2013 or 2014. I came up with the initial concept. I never launched it. You know, I just kind of put it on the back burner, but I revamped it. I revised it and I kind of, you know, made some tweaks here and there and I believe that this platform, this blog, this media account page, um, just brand, is not only going to be able to compete with the likes of Worldstar or you know their competitors, you know, Shade Room, sites like that, you know, and shout out to World Star, shout out to Shade Room for doing their thing. And I know that there's a lot of other companies and brands that are trying to do that. But of course, with me, I'm going to have my own little twist on it. So it's not going to be like all the other fucking media pages and I'm not here to diss them or anything I'm just saying that I'm obviously going to put my own unique uh, flavor on it <laughs> you know my own my own little take on it and yeah I'm really excited to you know kind of tease that obviously I'm not going to really go into detail on everything until it's officially launched and you know out there just because I know that there's so many people that like to steal ideas and there's just so many people that aren't creative. So they have to go and find others, other people's work and basically regurgitate that and make it sound like, you know, they said it themselves or they came up with that idea or concept themselves. So, and then that's definitely one thing that I've learned this year and I've always kind of known that to a certain degree but I experienced firsthand just because of the growth with the podcast on sometimes it's important to say less even when you think it's important to say more and to give details in certain situations, whether it's business, professional, or personal, whatever it might be, it's best to move in silence. Yes, it's good to talk about things, especially if you're a brand or a company or you're making content. Yes, it's good to tease and do your marketing thing. But just know that there's other people out there that are watching and that are listening and that might not be as innovative or creative as you or as I or as anyone. And there are people that like to steal other ideas and jack other people's ideas. And, you know, that's not cool. I mean, there's a huge difference and there's a fine line on taking someone's idea and copying them versus being influenced and being inspired by someone's work or ideology or 
creative process. And I think that some people kind of, you know, obviously in some situations, they knowingly cross that line. And obviously in some situations, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing or consciously some people do it. I mean, because we see that in comedy. You know, we see, you know, there's examples of, you know, other comedians stealing other comedians' jokes. But when you think about some of the jokes, you know, anyone could really think of, you know, not anyone, but, you know, another comedian could come up with a similar joke or a bit than another comedian. You know, there's been so many examples. Of course, you know, Dane Cook... Uh, and it was a great episode on Louis. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite episodes of Louis, uh, with the Louis C.K. and, and Dane Cook. Um, and of course, you know, the, the infamous, you know, Carlos Mencia and Joe Rogan, when Joe Rogan fucking went on stage, and you know, and and, and some of those, obviously, I'm not a comedian, and I'm wasn't there and I don't know for a fact but just for comedy sake you know of course there's going to be people that are going to steal other bits but there's some jokes and some themed bits that you know other people can come up with you know because I'm sure you've experienced you know it doesn't have to be related to comedy or work where you might have thought of an idea you know you, th you think of something you're like damn actually that's a, that's actually a really good idea maybe I should pursue that and you you kind of procrastinate and you kind of be like eh, well you know maybe I'll do it tomorrow and that turns into another day then that turns into a week and then that turns into a month and then the next moment you're might be on social media scrolling and you're like holy shit that person's doing or did what i just thought of months ago or a year ago they stole my idea <laughs> like and it's not necessarily that they stole your idea i mean in some cases they might you know there are people that steal other people's idea but you know, I was watching and listening to this interview that Rick Rubin was on. I think it was the Joe Rogan experience. He was on JRE. And he was talking about it. It was just like, it, it's more of like these ideas when, when people are innovating and when a, people are creating. And, and when you think of something and you don't do it and then you see someone else doing it down the road, it's not that necessarily that they stole your idea. It's the fact that it's time for that idea. And Rick Rubin said, and I totally agree, the best artists, artists, the best creators and the best artists are the ones that are able to have that antenna. And when that information, when that data is, you know, coming to you, whether it's via intuition, thought, source, whatever you want to believe in, it's the best artists and creators that are able to use, you know, their brain and pick up that information from that satellite and that antenna and run with it and start innovating. And the people that ignore those signs and the ideas and then they don't do it and then they end up seeing someone else doing it, you know, for the most part, they didn't take your idea. It was just that it was time for that thing, that innovation, that, that art, or whatever it might be. But again, yes, not all the time, but a good percentage, vast majority of the time, it's just the world is ready for something like that. And it's really up to the, you know, the people whether they want to take that opportunity and trust their intuition and trust their creativity and be confident and be able to take that data and, and use that and do something with it. And even, even if you fail, 
you know, that's good. I encourage, I always talk about the importance and the significance of failing. You know, I, I, I like to fail on purpose because, again, the more you fail, the quicker you fail, the more times you fuck up, you're able to learn from those fuck-ups and, those, and you're able to basically inherit a lesson from those fuck-ups. So whatever it is that you're trying to do in life, whether it's business, personal, school, whatever it might be, maybe not personal, but let's, let's just say for business, you know, or creating art or music or acting or videos, podcasting, whatever it might be, business, the quicker you fuck up, the quicker you're able to see, okay, I don't do this, I do this. So don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fuck up. Because if you're afraid to fail and afraid to fuck up, it's going to take you so long to fully see and fully learn all of the lessons that you need to learn in whatever area that is, an aspect of life that you're, you're doing, you know, that you're, you're pursuing, you're interested in, you're, you're working on. You know, so for an example, if you go full in 100% and you just fuck up as much as possible, obviously don't be, you know, self-destructive and, you know, intentionally do some crazy things, but be risky. Make some bold moves, you know, go for it. You know, fucking try and steal second, try and steal third. Shit, sometimes in life, try and steal fucking home plate. Yes, it's risky, but it can be done. Yes, you might get out, you might get caught, you might get, you know, you might fail. But you'll have another attempt. So again, we need to realize and really fully understand that failing is a good thing, especially at the beginning of any stage of anything, because you're able to realize and see the flaws in whatever you're doing. And hopefully if you're intelligent enough, you're able to analyze and take that data and be able to see, okay, well, this didn't work because of this or this and this stopped this, and whatever it might be. And you're able to really do a deep analysis and figure out, okay, this was the error, so now this is what I do to go around and take a detour to not hit this error. And for the most part, you'll fucking get through. And if you don't, if you hit another error, if you fuck up, if you fail again, okay, you go back at it. You know not to do this. So now you know not to go that way, not to do this. So now you know two things. So now your probability and the odds of you getting through and succeeding in whatever it is, is much higher than it was in the first place. You know, it's okay sometimes to fail. It's, you know, and don't be so hard on yourself. And, and I know so many people are hard on themselves when they fail, when they fuck up. And I'm guilty of that as well. And I'm not saying, you know, just be like, oh, well, it's okay, you know, like, you know. But like, you know, you know, definitely have that discipline. I'm not saying, you know, just disregard your fuck ups and your failures but utilize them, embrace them. And by embracing those failures and those fuck-ups, you're able to utilize the lessons and the information that you gathered from those experiences. So when you go back at it, you will have a better chance. The probability, the odds are significantly higher. And even if you fuck up, you go back at it again. Don't let anything or anyone tell you that you cannot do something in this life. 
Because that's complete, utter bullshit. Because you can. Nothing is impossible. You can do anything. But it's up to you to create that reality. It's up to you to create that vision. And when you do create that reality, when you do create that vision, for the most part, you know, 99.9% .9 of the people are not going to see that vision at first. And a lot of people get kind of turned off by that aspect. But you have to understand that it's your vision. It's your, you're creating this reality in your imagination via vision, via creativity, via intelligence, through the blueprint. So only you can really see it. Yes, will there be maybe some people along the way as you grow that will catch on and, and see the potential? Of course, if you do it correctly. But just know when you're starting something, especially that's going to be very innovative or creativity, creativity you know, based, you have to understand that you are going to be misunderstood. You are going to be uh, perceived differently by people. And you need to accept that. And there was times where it took me a little while to fully accept it. You know, I was telling myself that, yeah, I, I don't give a fuck what people think. But deep down, I think we all kind of give a fuck what other people think to a certain degree. Even the people that are, you know, that say it the say it the most, that, you know, really talk about, you know, yeah, I don't give a fuck what anyone says, blah, blah, blah. No, you do, because you wouldn't be talking about it. But at the same time, I'm not saying that they don't give a fuck what other people say, but, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. So, you know, it, it took me a while to really fully understand that and accept that embrace that and now I'm at the point where I don't give a fuck what people think you know I, I, I really don't care I, I really I'm on just such a different frequency and vibration where nothing no one phases me it just doesn't phase me there's nothing there's, there's nothing someone can do or say that would make me doubt myself or make me change my dreams or beliefs even if you know the biggest person in every industry that I wanted to pursue or that I'm doing or that I'm in told me hey this might not be for you no it is for me because I know my inner truth. I know my purpose. I know, you know, to a certain degree, I know my destiny. And I know that for a lot of people, it's really hard to find their purpose. And a lot of people get lost and stuck and confused on what their real purpose is in life. Not what you know, society or the matrix, the you know, whatever you want to call it, has programmed you to think or pursue or do whatever it might be in life, but who you actually are, genuinely, your authentic self. And we're in such a weird time and place in life in the this age that we're in of technology rapidly innovating especially with the growth of ai and the just the just with everything with ai and vr you know meta just released what is it like a 3600 vr headset 
you know, we're living in such a weird time where people are confused, where people are disassociated. And yes, that's been going on for a while, but it's getting worse. It's progressively getting worse. And I'm seeing it. Also, I experience it, you know. I would not be on social media if I didn't have a podcast or if I didn't want to be an actor or an entrepreneur. Like, if I just had a quote-unquote, you know, nine-to-five job, I would not be on social media. Social media is so detrimental to our, social, to our mental health. I'm saying social health. To our mental health. It is so detrimental to our mental health. And we really don't. We really don't see it. We really don't understand it. We really don't, you know, obviously there are people that do, but for the most part, we are just consuming all this fucking toxic media and news. And yes, there's some great things and amazing positive things and benefits that come out of social media and the internet, but we're also consuming all this negativity that's going on in around the world and we're seeing it on a, you know, every time we fucking, you know, refresh our news, news feed, we're seeing something horrific. And whether we realize it and see it in that moment or not, it's affecting us. Consciously or subconsciously, it is affecting us. And to say and to de- deny that is being complete naive to the fact that we are consuming too much too much media too much too much bullshit it's it's absolute too much and and we really need to kind of i don't want to say monitor our social media usage because who am i to say okay you can only use social media for this amount of time and blah 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 no it's not me but I know for me personally that I've cut back my social media usage and I'm going to continue to do that. You know, even with running my businesses and brands, it's just not healthy. It's not healthy. And we're going to see, you know, with all these kinds of you know, statistics and test studies throughout the years that they've been doing and throughout the future. We're going to see, you know, these reports in a year, in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years on how, on how detrimental social media usage in the amount of our social media consumption is affecting us mentally physically, spiritually, emotionally, you know, I don't want to sound like an old person, you know, and, and just be like, yeah, you know, stay off social media, no, like, you, you can do whatever you want, but it's just crazy on how toxic social media is, and I don't think that it's going to get better unless we do something to, I don't know, regulate it to a certain degree, but then with regulation, you're going to have to involve government. So I I don't know really how you go about it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a fucking expert on... (laughs) you know, what to do about this crisis that we're in. But we are in a crisis. We are in a war. We're in a cyber war. And whether a lot of people want to believe it or not, we are losing. You know, the propaganda, the mainstream media is winning. So, you know, I guess just to finish off that, I would just say that I would be a little weary on my social media usage. And 
if I see and notice patterns or changed behaviors, then you really got to look and kind of see where does that coordinate? Where does that correlate to? Is it because of the social media usage? Because there's so many people on social media that's comparing themselves to other people, and you cannot do that on social media. And I see that so much. I mean, everyone does it. But there's so many women that do it, you know, with the makeup and the filters. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying don't do that. But anyone can look, you know, and, and there's so many people, that, even famous influencers, and I, I really have a lot of respect for them, especially the, the women that show that, hey, this isn't actually what I look like, you know, and... Honestly, first of all, I I prefer, you know, natural beauty, you know, I prefer really no makeup, but, you know, first of all, well, second of all, I'm I'm a guy, so I'm not really, I could have a preference, but, you know, who am I to say, you know, oh, you can wear makeup or you can't, no, that's not up to me, that's up to whoever and whatever person that they want to do with their body and their life. Um, but that's just my preference. I mean, yes, makeup is nice every once in a while, but it's crazy how much makeup and filters can alter someone's looks. And we're not, we're just talking about, you know, things that average people are doing, quote unquote, you know, not to even talk about, you know, people like the Kardashians that get all this plastic surgery and then they have this whole look and then they sell the products to go with it and it's showing very young women you know this is like the you know the look to have and you know it's making so many people have this false perception on beauty and on just natural beauty and and or what you have to do to attain, you know, beauty, quote unquote, to the, you know, society, which is so stupid. Because we're all beautiful. I know it sounds corny, but we're all beautiful inside and out. You know, and, and it's not just with women. I don't want to just make it sound like it's just a woman or, you know, uh, yeah, it's not just, it happens with everybody. I mean, we see guys do it. We see everyone does it. Not everyone, but every gender, every, every, every culture, every type, you know, there's people that do it. And what you need to understand is it's not real. <laughs> you know, am I saying that? Everybody that posts pictures, you know, it's not what they look like in real life. No, of course not. But, I mean, let's be honest. There are a lot of people that, you know, use a lot of things that alter their appearance to make themselves look, you know, more beautiful, quote unquote. And I just don't think that's the right way to go about it because I feel like it gives this it creates this false narrative and this false perception and people that look up to these people. And it goes the same with men. It goes the same with, you know, influencers, you know, and that's why I make so many parodies about influencers and, you know, things like that. I'm not here to shit on people that are influencers, but there's just so many people that, especially like as an entrepreneur, you know, and as being as being an entrepreneur since I was a little kid, but, you know, professionally since I was 16, 15 years old. So by doing this for almost 15 years of my life and those complete 15 years of being an entrepreneur was during social media and the digital age currently still in. So, you know, and, and it's crazy how I've seen just from 08, 09, 2010, when I started the podcast, to now, with just the influencers and the people, and they, you know, 
not saying that all of these business influencers and moguls aren't legit or have money, but so many are faking it. It's an act. They rent the cars on Turo. They have the Airbnbs that they rent. You know, it's a fake, it's a fake jet. It's a third party that's on a plane that doesn't even move to make yourself look like you're on a private plane. Or if they are, it's a picture that they fucking reuse or they add five different outfits to change into to make themselves look like they were on a jet five different times, whatever it might be. You know, entrepreneurship is not, you know, what you see entrepreneurship on social media is not what entrepreneurship is in real life. There's going to be so many more failures. There's going to be times where you're going to want to give up. There's going to be times where you fucking cry. There's going to be times where you're so upset you might punch a hole in the wall. There's going to be times where, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world. Then the next second, you feel like, what the fuck am I doing? You're second questioning yourself. Don't let social media confuse you on what entrepreneurship is because There is so much work that goes into entrepreneurship. And yes, there are people on social media that are able to alter and have this complete opposite perception of what their life is compared to what it really is just by doing a few things here and there and having a little bit of money. And that little bit of money could just be, you know, a couple thousands of dollars And they could make themselves look like and appear on social media strategically and calculated like they're a fucking millionaire. And there's people that are buying into it, that buy their courses, that buy their ebook or whatever it might be. And I'm not saying, you know, all of these people are scam artists and con artists. No. But just know that a good, vast majority of these people that you see on social media talking about, you know how I became you know, multimillionaire before I was 25 or 18 or whatever, you know, for the most part, that's like 1% of the people that are actually saying it have actually done it. It's a fake it till you make it marketing ploy to get the money. Then once they do get some money, then they just rent more cars and they rent more, you know, fake, you know, you know, uh, jet you know fucking I I don't even know how much it is but I know that there are third party vendor companies that offer you to take pictures in a plane that does not move I don't even think it has an engine and and to make yourself look like you're on a private plane and that is pathetic honestly that's really fucking sad like you really got to do that to to for what to for an ego boost <laughs> to to impress somebody and like always you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast Spotify iHeartRadio you can watch the full episodes clips behind the scenes and so much more content at my YouTube channel just go to YouTube type in on air with JT if you do have an account I would greatly appreciate it if you would like to subscribe feel free you can hit the notification bell so anytime I do upload a new video a new episode an interview whatever it might be you'll get a notification but I do know that a lot of people that listen to the podcast, the audio version, listen on their iPhone, on the Apple Podcast app, the little purple app on your iPhone. And if you are a supporter, if you like the show, if you could do me one favor, I would greatly appreciate it. And you're already listening, you're already on the app if you're you know, listening to this right now. So all you got to do is go back to the app type in on here with JT, click on, you know, there's going to be two shows that come up. There's two versions, the Spreaker and the Anchor or the Spotify by Podcaster app. Um, there's So click on the one on top and the one with not the little logo on the corner. 
and you're gonna scroll all the way down and you are going to rate the show one out of five stars. And of course, I'm not asking you to rate it a five if you don't think it's a five, you know, rate it accordingly. You know, you can leave a note, you can leave a message, something you like about the show, something you might not like, something you would like to see, whatever it might be, you know, feel free to leave a comment, but I would really appreciate if you could just leave a rating. And like I said, it will literally take you less than 15 seconds. And if you do that, you know, send me a message or a comment on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta, or you can email me at onairwithjt at gmail.com. And I'll even give you a shout out on the podcast, because like I said, I value the people that value me. So if you support me, I will support you. And like always, if you're interested in a potential partnership, sponsorship, business inquiries, serious business inquiries only, okay, for advertising, whether it's on the podcast, social media, influencer, my other companies, whatever it might be, if you'd like to get in contact with me regarding those inquiries or relations, or if you just need to get in contact with me, you can send me a direct email right over at onairwithjt at gmail.com. That's onairwithjt at gmail.com. Yes. Wow. Feels good, man. It feels good to be back. I know it's been, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> Stain voice. It's been a while since I'll be. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a while, but I've been working so hard and i'm so excited i have a really exclusive interview that's airing in a couple of days it's an in-person interview i have another in-person interview at a big venue in boston Uh, i'm really excited for that interview next month there's a lot of interviews in between that as well i have some announcements regarding uh, partnerships and brands and a few exclusive exclusivity kind of deals, things, projects and ventures that I'm collaborating with other people and other brands. I'm really excited to talk about that. Um, of course, I've been working on the acting. Uh, I've sent in a lot of auditions. So it's crazy. The other day I was auditioning and looking for roles on this site and I stumbled upon this reality show that's going to be on network television. Can't say what station. And it's hosted by Mario Lopez. And I didn't think I was going to get it. And I just sent my audition. And the next day, the cast and director contacted me. And they wanted me to fly out to L.A. to be on the show with Mario Lopez. You know, and the the grand prize was 750 grand. But I mean, yes, that's nice. But I I didn't even care about the money. I just wanted that credit. You know, I was I literally got it. And if you don't know, for most of these kind of things, usually you got to do an in-person audition or a follow up or something like that. But you know, they chose me and I was accepted. So I literally got accepted to be on a reality show on network television. And I guess I miss, I I didn't see one of the most important things to be on it. You know, you needed to be in a relationship. (laughs) So, and obviously I'm not, so I can't take, I can't go, I can't be on the show. Um, Also, you know, in the description, it was like, we're looking for extremely good looking people. And I know I'm like decent looking, not the ugliest, not the best looking. I wouldn't say I'm the best looking person in the world. So I wasn't like anticipating a, a an immediate response to be like, yes, you're chosen. Come out to L.A. You got it. And I did. And I can't take it. <laughs> the fucking irony. But, and and it really hurt me, you know, because it's crazy because the day prior to all of this happening, I got this weird feeling, my intuition, I got like a weird epiphany that like, you're going to be on TV or something's going to happen like this year. 
And I started bawling my eyes out. And the next day I get a call that, hey, we chose you to be on this reality show that's on network television. And if you don't know that, it's like a major, one of the biggest stations on TV. And <laughs> the irony is I can't take it. But, you know, it reassures me, you know, even, you know, and it kind of just gave me extra validation that like, okay, just if I can get that, then just keep going, you know. Yes, it's upsetting that I can't take it because I know what would have kind of come out of that because I know that if I were to go on a reality show as an actor myself, not saying that I'm the greatest actor in the world, but I know that to some degree I would be able to capitalize and become the main character and be able to get other roles and whether it's commercials or small roles in TV shows or a movie following that reality show appearance. I know I would, I would have been able to do that. So that's why it kind of hurt at me the most that I got it because I know in this end, this industry, the entertainment industry, acting, things like that, it's, there's so much rejection. There's so many no's. And I am totally, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being rejected. I'm fine with being told no. But it was the fact that I wasn't rejected. I got the role. I got the opportunity. I was selected out of everybody. And then I was unable to take that. So it was a very frustrating uh, experience, but it's good to know that, again, it was just extra validation and reassurance that if I can apply to be on, you know, some reality show and they're looking for good-looking actors and I'm, I was the first person that they called back, if I can get that, then I know that I can get other fucking things. And I know that I didn't need that extra validation or reassurance, but it happened in a time where I kind of needed that. So that just motivated me and motivates me more to work hard. So, and I know it's essentially a test from the universe, you know, so fuck that, you know, whatever I was going to get out of that, I'm going to get tenfold because I didn't quit. I didn't give up. Did I want to give up when I found out that I got it, but I couldn't take it? You know, my first kind of breakthrough when I can't take it? Yes. It was fucking, it was probably, I would say, I don't think I've ever been that upset in my life. The fact that I, I got the opportunity and I couldn't take it is so fucking frustrating, but it's okay. Because I know that I'm destined for bigger things. I'm destined for better things. Not to say that that wasn't a great thing or a great opportunity. But I know that the universe and God, whatever you believe in or whatever you don't believe in, I know that I, you know, my opinion and, you know, what I believe in and believe happened is that I was shown and given that, I can do this, but just not this particular project is for me. But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really motivated to continue to keep doing, sending out auditions, to keep making skit videos. I'm really excited to keep making acting satire skits and parody videos and things like that and like I said before you know I'm an actor I am not I, I never thought that I could make funny videos so all the content all these kind of videos that I'm making where I'm like acting and improvising first of all I know that all of it's not going to be good some of it actually might be fucking cringeworthy but that's okay because I feel comfortable with myself. I understand that in order to be great at something or good at something, you, you're going to suck at the beginning, especially for, you know, 
99.9% of the people that try something, especially with something as hard as comedy, writing, you know, acting's hard to do, but, you know, not, not for me really, but comedy and comedy writing and stand-up, that's a whole nother fucking level. It, that's hard. That's hard work, you know? That's why it takes, for most comedians... I mean, also, it's kind of like the same with actors. You know, usually it takes a good, you know, five to ten years of just grinding it out, you know, doing the working comedian or working actor phase where you got to have a job or you have to, you know, for comedians or if they're in New York or L.A., you know, they go to like three or four different, you know, sets per night. And there's going to be times where you start off where you're going to bomb. I mean, there's times where I've bombed. I mean, even my last interview that I did with Clinton Sparks, and shout out to Clinton for being such a class act, I fucking bombed that interview. I've never bombed an interview as hard as that interview. And I had to edit a little bit just because it was that bad. I've never bombed that bad. But it's okay. Like, yes, was I a little hard on myself and upset, of course, because this is my work. This is what I do. This is my passion. This is my love. So yes, I was upset, but I take these experiences, I take these lessons, again, as a lesson. And I try and take as much data from that lesson from that experience and I use that so when I regroup and gather to approach whatever experience or situation or phase or whatever it might be in life you have a little bit more wisdom because you made that failure and lastly before we end today's show I kind of just wanted to give a little teaser announcement that I am writing my first movie screenplay and also a book that's going to be related to it. And I can't really get into details about it because it's a crazy concept. I know it's going to be a mega box office hit one day. I know that's going to probably take some years for it to get green lighted and production and things like that, especially being like a, a no-name actor at this current moment. But this script that I am creating is going to be a mega box office hit. And I'm really excited about that. I really didn't think that I would start writing movies or try and be a producer or director before I even made it as an actor and got my foot really in the door in terms of acting. But this script and this concept is too good for me to ignore. And, and it, I just know how successful it's going to be. So I'm really excited to go down this road on top of already writing my autobiography on top of doing my documentary uh, the daily vlogs again you know the acting the auditions the skits the parodies the podcast mental health soul the media network the marketing company the blog uh, and i got like four other ventures that i can't talk about right now uh, I got a media platform that's coming that's going to change the way media and content is consumed. I'm really excited about that. There's going to be an app connected to that. And of course, with On Air with JT, the official app and the official legit website is going to be launching on the debut of season 15. Um, I know that I said that it was going to happen this year, but it's so complex that I want to make sure that when I do drop it and, and really release it to the, ge the general public, the GP, that it's really top tier and that it's really compatible, obviously, with iOS and Android. And obviously, if you wanted to access, you know, have access to it on a computer or a laptop, desktop, whatever, you're able to do that as well. And I'm really excited. There's so many other things in the works so many exciting announcements in terms of partnerships and interviews. 
like I said, there's a legendary interview that I'm having in a couple of days in Boston, in person. It's going to be fucking amazing with a fucking music mogul, a music legend, someone who I've been inspired by for over a decade, who I've been following their journey for so long, and I'm so excited about that. I really, really am. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, there's just so much in the works. And I do apologize in the lack of episodes recently. But again, just know that I'm working so hard behind the scenes on so many different projects and it's just me. But just know that the end result, the product and all these things that I'm working on, it's going to be worth it. Not just for me, but for my fans, my community, my followers, everyone that supports me. You know, I always support the people that support me. And like I said, there's going to be amazing giveaways, amazing, you know, kind of just amazing giveaways and cool things that I'm going to do that allows my followers and listeners and fans and the community to be more engaged with me and I can be more engaged with them and we can really create a kind of special bond in a special community that really hasn't been done to this kind of pedigree. And I'm going to change that. And there's so many things that I'm working on and that I'm excited about to talk about and to announce. And I really couldn't be more grateful for everyone's support and love. And honestly, like I'm, I'm so thankful. So once again, you know, you can always listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can watch the podcast on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in On Air with JT. All of the links to listen or to watch the show, to follow me on social media, or to get in contact with me, just head over to onairwithjt.com. That's onairwithjt.com. And for all business inquiries to get in contact with me for potential partnerships, advertising, sponsorships, etc., you can send me an email directly to onairwithjt at gmail.com. That's onairwithjt at gmail.com. Once again, all the links and everything is right over at onairwithjt.com. I hope you have a great day. The JT way. JT did it again. This is On Air with JT. Join JT, visionary and host for a 420-friendly improv and variety talk show. Featuring pop culture, news, interviews, debates and the home of the famous JT Rants. Here, mental health awareness is at the forefront with JT on a mission to inspire and spread mental health awareness. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and YouTube. You can stay up to date and get in touch by heading to onairwithjt.com. To contact the show directly or for business inquiries, use onairwithjt at gmail.com. On Air with JT, hosted by... JT and Maddie, On Air with JT. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. JT did it again. JT here. JT did it again. This is On Air with JT. Join JT, visionary and host for a 420-friendly improv and variety talk show. Featuring pop culture, news, interviews, debates, and the home of the famous JT Rants. Here, mental health awareness is at the forefront, with JT on a mission to inspire and spread mental health awareness. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. You can stay up to date and get in touch by heading to onairwithjt.com.
To contact the show directly or for business inquiries, use onairwithjt at gmail.com. On Air with JT, hosted by JT and Maddie. On Air with JT. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. JT did it again. JT here. If you smoke blunts or joints, you probably don't realize how much time you actually spend rolling. Sure, one joint here or one blunt here might not seem like a lot at face value, but if you added up all that time that you spent rolling, even within a week span, I think you'd be pretty surprised on how much time you wasted when you can actually apply the time doing the things you actually love doing. The solution? More smoking, less rolling. With a canagar that burns longer instead of rolling four joints of back-to-back next time you're with your friends make a canagar and burn just as long if not longer even in the smallest size that holds one to two grams you're gonna still get more out of that gram to a canagar as opposed if you rolled it in a regular blunt or a joint since it burns way longer so you can fully enjoy each gram so how does it work good question the bud is compressed into the mold with the skew you are placed in the middle for the airflow. Since the herbs is lightly compressed, it leaves less space for the air pockets in your roll, hence a slower burn, since fire needs air to move quicker. I personally love using my Canagar. I smoke one in the morning and at night. Honestly, I highly recommend it. PurpleRollSupply.com. You know what they say, a Canagar a day keeps the doctor away. Get your Canagar today at PurpleRollSupply.com. And if you use my promo code, you will receive 20% off. Yes, 20% off. So use promo code JT20 at purplerosesupply.com. That's P-U-R-P-L-E-R-O-S-E-S-U-P-P-L-Y.com. Purplerosesupply.com. Use promo code JT20 for 20% off. JT approved. This is is on air with JT. Join JT, visionary and host for a 420-friendly improv and variety talk show featuring pop culture, news, interviews, debates and the home of the famous JT Rants. Here, mental health awareness is at the forefront with JT on a mission to inspire and spread mental health awareness. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and YouTube. You can stay up to date and get in touch by heading to onairwithjt.com. To contact the show directly or for business inquiries, use onairwithjt at gmail.com. JT did it again. Have a great day the JT way. You just got JT'd.